This is a Rooster Teeth production. Felicitations, my fairly fiendly fae. Flutter on into the Stinky Dragon, sip on our latest sensation, the Magic Keto. It's a mix of spellbinding syrup, madcap mint leaves, red cap rum, core red club soda, and a squeeze of lime. This refreshment is a force of nature that puts the wild back in Feywild. Previously, our adventurers found themselves in a wintry wilderness struggling to fend for themselves. They fought off some cold-blooded wolves, crawled across an icy lake, and have now come upon a mysterious mountain echoing spine-chilling screams. What waits inside for our intrepid interns? Pull up a chair and let's continue our tale. back to Tales from the Stinky Dragon. As we left off, our heroes had just come across a cave in the side of the mountain, and they can hear the screams of people calling for help, seemingly coming from inside the cave. Uh, this is the first time you all have actually encountered any signs of humanoid life out here in the tundra. Hooray! Oh, wait, we hear that that was a human screaming? Yeah, I remember I said it was saying, help, help. Oh, I thought it was a whale. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you did say it was a whale. <laughs> it seems like it's coming from inside the cave. But Sleek is outside the cave, so it's not Sleek. Correct. And Sleek is still unconscious. It's a different human. Okay. Are we, are we, are we going? Like, are we in D&D now? Yeah. What do you all want to do? <laughs> Has the scene started? We're just cutting right to it. Well, I have exploding arrows. I kind of want to cause a cave-in. I want to cause an avalanche or a cave-in. You want to cause an avalanche or a cave-in? All right. Stop. No. Stop. Don't do no. that. <laughs> so there's nothing around um, Sleek. He's just slumped on the... Sleek is slumped on the on the Sleek slushy. Uh, <laughs> There's that torn wolf's body with its entrails spilling out. That's kind of close to him now. Groovy. Does it look like the big wolf? No, it looks like a regular sized wolf. Oh. Okay. Oh. What's the state of Sleek? It seems like he's taken a little bit of damage from where he was being dragged by the wolf, but he is still uh, unconscious and breathing. You know, I don't know. He's not dead, if that's what you're asking. Give him some berries. <laughs> berries and cream, berries, berries and cream. And cream. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think I ate I ate all of his dingleberries berries. Yeah, you ate that first round of berries. Could I? I could do cure wounds potentially. If I could help. do an, I could do another round of good berries. Okay. This is totally that meme of when you go against a boss person and they're like huge and monstrous and then when they join your party and then like Sleek is like taking a freaking nap in front of the thing. <laughs> Sleek was so OP. He was he had an entire city like under his brain and then now he's just he blows. Well, he doesn't have his he doesn't have his loot. That's why yeah. he's kind of sad. Oh loot. Yeah. Loot. I made mud um, made some berries. And has offered some berries, hopefully, to get uh, see if Sleek would uh, take them uh, and, and eat them. Sleek can't take them. Sleek's unconscious. No, then I, I do the whole thing like in Princess Bride and put him in his mouth and munch with my hands. <laughs> Dude can't even eat. This guy stinks. I say we Harry Elwes <laughs> ate the, the miracle man's little thing without with being half dead, so oh, we bro, can make no, this I'm happen. A, hey, make Princess Bride references all day. That's fine. I love that. Carrie Elway for life. Andre the Giant, rest in peace. But no, no. Sleek sucks. We should just let him die. No, Sleek is an infinite. Sleek is an infinite. Well, then act like it. Act like it, man. I'm slapping him in the face as I'm saying this. Be an no. infinite. What's wrong with you? Can I? Can I? <laughs> 
Can I touch for some cure wounds? I just need to touch him. Yeah, yeah. Berries, cure wounds, do the whole nine yards. Do it. Well, he's like a he's like a like a king, like a like a Caesar on a throne. We're like feeding him berries and massaging him, and I'm massaging his face <laughs> with my slaps. He's one of the infinite. Wait, I want to turn and talk to Kyberg for a second. Okay. Okay. Hey, Kyberg. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I understand that you have some criticism over uh, Sleek's contribution to the team right now, but yeah. let's remember one simple thing. Okay. Um. Not too long ago, mm-hmm. you decided to do a uh, godforsaken backflip in the mm-hmm. middle of a battle, which left you prone on the ground, yeah. attacked by a wolf, okay. and then uh, I had to come and save you, which then led to us being literally frozen solid mm-hmm. and having half of our life knocked out of us. So let's not, you know, rocks, glass houses, all that kind of thing, right? I, I saved you from two wolves. They were attacking you. I used my action surge. I killed one of them. All right. All right. All right. The backflip was the celebratory backflip. Did right. it go wrong? Kyborg, yes. Kyborg. What? Did you yes. see did you see me uh, uh-huh. at the time uh, yelling yeah. at you about the backflip? No. no help me. While that's going on, I've been uh, <laughs> uh, cutting open the wolf hide trying to skin it. <laughs> I was going to take that wolf. That's why you knew that I'm the wolf hide guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh before we get to the the wolf hide Bart, since you did uh, cast cure wounds, go ahead and roll a d8 nat 3 for your healing okay. uh power on uh sleep. more like suck am i right <laughs> uh so that'll be a six total our right, entire six. mission is to save the infinites maybe we get three out of four <laughs> gum gum you get some red wolf meat cool where is that going you think you could probably cook them up so it's better than what kyborg oh yeah this is actually usable you, you could cook this and eat this okay hey guys i got some meat <laughs> oh my god, please help me We should go in there Shut up, we're help. talking <laughs> After Bart touches Sleek He seems to come to a little bit uh, His eyes open up and He seems kind of dazed Okay, Mud creates a bonfire Near Sleek Using create bonfire Do you have an ability called create bonfire? Yeah, I do, uh-huh Five foot cube of a, of a, of a bonfire I could use it uh, offensively if I wanted But I'm not Okay so you make a, a a bonfire appear. Yeah, to give Sleek something. Help! Grab some. Shh. Can we grab some like sticks <laughs> and uh, have some torches as we go in? Sure. It's not an angry mob if you don't have torches and pitchforks. <laughs> well, we're not angry. Speak for yourself. I'm pretty angry. <laughs> messing with my friends. I got dark vision. I'm good. I don't need any torches. My stick, instead of using it for a torch, I put my stakes on it and prop it up near the uh, bonfire mm. to cook. Smells good. Is that so sleek when, like, when he awakes, you'll have a steak waiting for him? No, he's, like I said, he's, he's coming, too. He's just a little dazed. Oh, okay. I thought he was... Okay, so he's, he can come with us. No, after Bart did his cure wounds, uh, his eyes popped open. He's, he's dazed, but he's, he's awake. He's conscious. MVP, MVP of the team. Sleek, what happened? Ooh, a wolf attacked me. It was dragging me. seemed like forever. Okay, bye. How do you, how do you feel? Are you Okay. I think so. He's like touching his body. He's like, ooh, I feel really sore. Why did it? Why did it let you go? Uh, I'm I'm not certain. Did you all kill the wolf? He sees the the carcass of the wolf next to him. Not that no. one. Is this really sleek? I want to do a perception check. Oh yeah, go and roll a perception check. Or I think you would be insight. Is actually what you're thinking of, like oh, to okay. determine if someone's lying. Yeah, all right, sorry. Da, da, da. Plus zero. Great. Thanks. 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 Thirteen. Yeah, you think. He's telling the truth. You don't sense anything false. Mm-hmm. 
Mud also rolls in insight. Got an eleven. Are you also trying to see if yeah. Sleek's trying to see? You know, you don't you don't sense any deception. We're just so yeah. confused because he was really powerful. Just before. as a reminder, nice. I have a ring of truth. Yes. Just so you know, if anybody wants to figure stuff out, mm. Bart's your man. Me. It should be me. Go for it. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure it's it's Sleek. You guys rolled pretty okay. Okay. Instead of then, if he's coming with us, I was making that bonfire for him. Could I put a bonfire at the like into the cave and then also use control flames to make it uh, double brightness to see if it like illuminates what's going on inside that that cave before we enter it? Ooh. Yeah, you could do that. You die from smoke inhalation. Reroll character. <laughs> Carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah. The cave entrance is an arrangement of two large stalactites and two large stalagmites. It's kind of reminiscent of fangs and a yawning mouth. Does it, does it say uh, uh, only di- a diamond in the rough can enter? Is that what it's doing? Oh, I was thinking more Castle Grayskull, less Aladdin, but, you know, that's cool. <laughs> no, it's always Aladdin. Yeah, you're outnumbered here. By the power of Grayskull. <laughs> <laughs> and there's two passages branching off uh, after the entrance of the cave. Oh. One of them seems to lead east and one of them seems to lead west. I go left. Of course you do. I want to clarify something that Mud said a little while ago. So, do you make the bonfire? Do you want Sleek to stay at the bonfire, or, or what's your plan with that? I mean, that was my original thought. I must have misheard or not heard that, like, what the state of Sleek was. But I thought Sleek wouldn't be like travel ready at all. So I was thinking we need to leave Sleek here and keep him safe as much as possible. So I thought a bonfire might. You can tell him to stay at the bonfire if you want. That's up to you guys. That's kind of what I was why I was asking. I mean, is he going to continue to suck, or is he going to is he going to like you know <laughs> put on his big boy britches and actually help out for once? Mm, I don't know. I can't answer that. Okay. Well. Can Can you do the control flame thing to make a fire barrier in case people try and come in after us? Ooh. It's an instantaneous action, and so I can extend the flames five feet in one direction, and it's already a five-foot bonfire, so I can make it a ten-foot-wide bonfire. Is that enough to, to stop, to, to cover the exit? How long does it last for? Does it stay forever, or what does it do? The bonfire stays... I guess it's a it's a one-minute concentration, so yeah, it's just a... It's, it, I can't... Once one, one minute goes by and the bonfire goes away. Yeah, so for one minute, you could protect yourselves. Yep, so the answer is no cannot make a wall of fire that will protect us in perpetuity. Big word. In perpetuity. <laughs> yeah, I have an idea to help us. Can we all go into the entrance of the cave and then we'll all listen very carefully to see if we can hear that help again and we might be able to tell which direction it's coming from. Can I Can I present an alternative? You may do. Okay. I face the cave's entrance and I say, Marco! <laughs> and I wait, I wait. Do you know what that is in this... Uh... Uh, land? Everyone knows with Marco Polo. He's, he was a very famous wizard. Marco! <laughs> <laughs> You're shouting Marco into the caves? Yes. Okay. Uh, you get no <laughs> reply. <laughs> I tried my best, guys. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Can we go to the entrance and try it? I think we should probably go yeah. in regardless because that's where we heard the yeah, voices yeah. coming from, right? Yeah. I mean, can we go in and like listen before we pick a direction? I would like to do that. I mean, you yeah. know where I want to go. Where's all those helps you kept saying over and over again, Gus? A roll of perception check. Can everybody roll a perception check? Uh, you. You asked me. Well, I, I said I specifically wanted to be in character and tell the group, can we all stand there and listen? Because I wanted the whole group to participate. <laughs> you go first. I, I, can I get a perception check from you? You can get it. It's 18. What do you want? I also got an 18. <laughs> you feel like the help screams or the cries are coming from the western uh, exit. It's left. If we're facing <laughs> north. Are we facing north? Uh, I guess I should clarify. When you all enter the cave, you're going south into the cave. Oh, just FYI. Oh, God. I, I should have I painted that picture. <laughs> so so we, that uh, we, this is the, the right, west this is a right turn. To the right, correct. Okay. So we let's go right. 
I don't know if I can follow. <laughs> can Kyber, you do like a? Left. Can you do like a? <laughs> if you do a, a full like 360 turn to the point where then the cave entrance that we need to go the the, the direction we need to go to is a left. Can you do that? Like a like a Zoolander kind of thing. I want to point something out. Uh, I just did a real dumb. That only Mike is the only one who caught it because Mike is the only other person who could see the map. I was looking at the map upside down. Perfect. <laughs> this whole time. Oh no. Uh, ah. So you are you are entering to the north. So yes, west is to the left. Yeah. Thank oh, you, Micah. Right. I've been I've looked at this so many times. I never. <laughs> I was looking at it upside down. A real idiot. Okay. So you want to you want to go to the west? Where you're hearing like the the sounds seem like they're coming from. Yes. Go left. Yeah. Mud smacks Kyborg's butt and tells him to take the lead. Gives him <laughs> guidance along the way. Oh, you got it. What's Gum Gum doing? I haven't heard Gum Gum in a while. Well, Gum Gum's waiting to everyone to stop talking so we can go into the cave. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> so the exit to the western side of this room, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's a good size. The passage goes straight for about 20 feet. Then it takes like a 90 degree turn to the right. It opens up into a good size square room. Let's call it 30 feet by 30 feet or so. Wait, Kyborg perceives that... Weston Girls by Pet Shop Boys is playing in this direction. <laughs> <laughs> the ceiling in this cave room, I don't know what to call it, cave room, cave room, uh, the ceiling cave in here <laughs> is pretty heavily cracked and there's some fallen rubble on the floor uh, all around the place and there's a few old circular frayed pillows on the floor near the northern wall. And on that northern wall, it looks like there's some ancient cave paintings as well. Is this whole is this whole cave like rock or ice? This particular cave you're in, this room you're in, is all rock. In the room we're in, is there any other signs of an exit anywhere else, or are we like in a? Oh, thank you. I, I forgot. I omitted that very key detail. There is another exit on the northeastern side of the room. I just finished playing Link's Awakening on a Switch, and so I'm in total like <laughs> uh, dungeon uh, crawling, dungeon mode. dungeon crawling mode. <laughs> you know, it's like are the does one of the walls have a cracked area that I could lay a bomb <laughs> at, you know? Might I go inspect the cave paintings, sire? Oh, of course. Unless you all say otherwise, I'm going to assume everyone else is down near the southern part of the room uh, where you all entered this cave. Yeah. Can I go with them? Yeah. Gum Gum and Kyborg uh, cross to the other side of the cave to inspect the cave paintings on the northern wall. It seems like, you know, they're really old and maybe they've been marred or rubbed, you're not sure, maybe like fallen rubble has scraped against them over the many years. Hmm. At the bottom uh, of the paintings, it seems like there's paintings of people bowing to something above them. What does it look like? Thanos. <gasps> Make me an investigation check. Number one investigator. Make Ugh. an art history check. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Number one investigator with a negative one modifier. <laughs> Batman looks sick. I got a six on investigation. Gum Gum has a negative three. <laughs> Kyborg and Gum Gum look very closely at the paintings, and indeed, they are paintings. <laughs> Good wow. job. There are Drool. people at the bottom that seem to be bowing to something above them. This is really good. This is really good work. This is good stuff. Bart, come take a look. Sure. If you want to take a, a closer look, go ahead and uh, roll an investigation check as well. Yeah. Could I get up on Gum Gum's shoulders so I could be, get even closer to it? Bart, come look. Come look. Sure. If Gum Gum allows it, sure. Yeah. Would that give me an advantage? No. Dang it. <laughs> okay. But it'll be fun. Worth a shot. All right. 13. It looks to you, Bart, like it seems like the people are worshiping some kind of 
white and blue beast, maybe like a bear. Oh. And all around the beast, there's symbols like sun and snow and wind and lightning. So I think it's a bear, and he said it's white and blue. Yeah. Or is it gold and black? Oh, you, good, good uh, oh, do you have an inspiration die? That's pretty good. You already have one. <laughs> Wait, I don't get it. I don't either. It's the dress thing. It's, it's, it's the, a the blue and black versus oh. white and gold dress oh. that everyone's debating about. What a, what a callback. Yeah, yeah, good times. It's blue and black, by the way. Um, anyways, as correct, we're correct, correct. Okay, so I'll, I'll communicate that with the team just because they've had a, a tough time seeing what it is. <laughs> I'm cross-eyed and drools <laughs> hanging from my blip. You said they're like disheveled pillows around the floor? Yeah, like <gasps> old frayed pillows along the northern wall, close to where the, the paintings are. But do they look like, are they are they the kind of like a like a sleeping pillow or are they like a sitting pillow? Uh, Why did Kyborg ro- roll for an unarmed strike? Pillow why did, fight! Why did Kyborg roll for two unarmed strikes? Pillow fight! I get advantage because it was a surprise. 20! <laughs> are they are like sitting pillows? So like you come up, do you also want to go up, I guess, to take a look, a closer look at the pillows to investigate them? No. So you're trying to look at the pillows from the far <laughs> southern portion of the room. You can't tell from where you are. They're pretty far. Okay. They seem to have anime girls sewn in. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Wait, do you think they they sew the anime girls into those pillows like some sort of like grandma is sewing a uh, anime girl? Well, onto them? no, but I don't think that they have the printing press. That oh, sews okay. the- <laughs> do you do you think they reap what they sew? Oh. Hey. Can I do like some sort of like a check to just look around for anything out of the norm or like holes in the walls where Darts are going to fly oh. out or like a uh, something's going to shut behind us kind of thing. Can I do a, like a trap so you, check? You, you want to, yeah, like check for traps? Yeah, Mud's looking for holes in the walls for traps, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's, <laughs> PG, PG, PG. That's actually an investigation check, Mud. Oh, damn. So you rolled an 11 and you I rolled have a one. A minus I rolled a one, one so- and it's a zero. <laughs> zero. No, you uh, you are definitely in a cave. That you are certain of. Maybe. And you said there's cracks in the ceiling and there's rubble on the floor as though it's fallen from the cracks in the ceiling? Yes. Okay. Since I totally nailed that investigation check, I'm going to confidently join the group on the other end of the room and check out these pillows. <laughs> okay. Mud begins to uh, to cross the room. And in the distance, you all hear a really loud roar Here it is. Uh, of some kind, which causes the, the cave to shake and parts of the ceiling begin to fall down, much like John was afraid of, but Mud was unable to ascertain. <laughs> John Smart, Mud Dumb. <laughs> Mud, go ahead and make a dexterity roll to see if you can dive out of the way of some of the rubble that's falling down uh, from the ceiling now. And I get advantage of that because I was already cautious and, and anxious. John was, right? Mud was not. Mud was in character anxious, just wasn't smart enough to see where the stuff was. No, no. if you had made a good check, I would have given you advantage, but you got a zero. 12. Yeah, Mud, uh, we'll say you you managed to successfully dodge most of the rubble, uh, like the big pieces that are going to hit your head. Uh, but you do take five points of bludgeoning damage from some small rocks that pepper you as you dive out of the way. Okay. Luckily for you, you are on the same side of the cave-in as the rest of your party. So it is a it is a cave-in? Uh, not really. It's not like it's impassable. In my mind, anytime parts of the cave fall, it's a cave-in. I've forgotten the, the layout of the room. We came in from the south. The paintings are on the north. And then where was the other exit? 
the northeast. Oh. So you came in from the southeast corner. Oh, okay. Then all the paintings are on the north side, and then the uh, ex the exit you okay. see is on the northeast corner. What's in the southwest? Nothing that you see. Okay. And then uh, I I need I need information about these pillows. I walked treacherously across this room and dodged rocks to see these pillows. This better be worth it, right? Yeah. How good are these pillows? What's their threat count? <laughs> Go and uh, just for fun, roll me an investigation check. Egyptian cotton. Not again. Come on. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Four. Uh, the pillows look uncomfortable. There you go. Mm. But I'm an idiot. Okay, lay down on them. I like the idea of uh, Mud telling us that and us going, "Cool, thanks, dude." <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, the, uh, the the those pillows they look very uncomfortable. Nice. I'm gonna see for myself. Mud, actually, uh, in addition, go ahead and make me a history check just for fun. <laughs> fun. Sorry, I'm rolling a history check on pillows. D and D is fine. <laughs> Ten. You're not sure why there would be pillows here. It doesn't really make much sense to you. Uh, I have a theory, but it re would require me to destroy the pillows. May I proceed to team? Why don't you ask us in character? That's, that's what I'm doing. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I, I wasn't like picking up on Kyborg's voice. He has range, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he is an archer. I need to make sure these aren't important or something before we destroy him. I just want to see if there's anything inside, so I was gonna like take a hand axe to like maybe the corner of one and just see yeah, if there's anything how, hidden inside. Okay, I lay on it first. Yeah, let. How, well, how many are there? How many are there, Gus? Two. There's four. Okay, oh. then one for each of us. Gum Gum can totally lay on one, and Kyber can totally slash at one. And okay. could I investigate mine? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Do it. Do it, please. I'll deal with Kyborg first because he uh, asked first, and then we'll deal with Bart's investigation. Kyborg, uh, you want to cut one open, like the corner? Yeah, I'll use my hand axe. I'll be really careful about it. I just want to be getting inside. I don't want to destroy the actual thing. Mm -hmm. You, uh, yeah, I guess like you, what do you, I, I imagine you're just trying to like pop some of the stitches and open it up. Yep, precisely. A swarm okay. of locusts fly out of the pillows <laughs> and trap us all. Yeah. Make a constitution saving throw. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, God, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> you pop open a few of the stitches and take a look inside the pillow. And seems like it's pretty frayed and worn out. Seems like it's really old and dilapidated. Uh, and on the inside, you find some really ratty wolf fur. Okay. Well, how do I feel about... How does the pillow feel for me? Make a dexterity check, Gum Gum. <laughs> I don't know how... Okay. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much time are we wasting on these pillows, Gus? Probably it's not. great. I love it. That, that's what d and is all about, is like fixating on something and just really digging into it. Yeah, like doors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, those doors are hard. It's a 20. 20. These pillows are not comfortable, but, you know, you manage to like wriggle your way around to where like it they fill in just on the right spots and you're able to, to get a little comfortable uh, on the floor. Pretty good considering the poor shape the pillows are in. Uh, I would say that uh, mud is somewhat of not telling the truth. They're what not. Does, they're why not does Gum Gum sound like Donald Trump today? Am I the only one? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Gum Gum is so orange. Uh, okay, I gotta work on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Bart, uh, you also want to investigate. Uh, Bart, uh, you roll me a history check. History, okay. 14. Nice. Ooh, look at you, Bart, knowing stuff, huh? I kind of want the whole group to roll history checks for this just to determine which of the four of us knows most about pillows. Kyborg's rolling one. It's not Kyborg. Kyborg got a six. I raised myself in the woods. I had no pillow. I slept on the ground because of quadrant and the quadrants. I got a zero on my history check. 
<laughs> All right, checks out. Bart. Tell us everything you know about pillows. He's not done a rock. All right, here we go. You're the brains here. You think that these pillows were probably used for either praying or meditating, not for like sleeping, but for oh, like for your knees, sitting or kneeling on oh, the ground, right? So some kind blasting farts into these things. <laughs> some kind of religious purpose. Holy farts. Uh, hey group. Um, yep. I, f- I feel like there's a chance that. Uh, we, we've kind of uh, exhausted the importance of this room. And how would everybody feel about proceeding to the next room? Okay. Stop unarmed striking me. I just want to throw a pillow at someone. That's all I want to do. <laughs> I Move. want to take a pillow. You want to take a pillow, Gum Gum? Yeah. All right. Go ahead and write down frayed meditation pillow. It's probably going to come in handy in some really stupid way. I'm, I'm counting on it. Well, Gum Gum likes to pick lots of things up, is what I've noticed. One of these days, we got to do an inventory on Gum Gum uh, and see how much stuff you're actually carrying. <laughs> and then we should do a follow up TikTok where Chris carries the amount that Gum Gum is carrying. Yeah. <laughs> Gum Gum is currently carrying 137 pounds of stuff. Damn. Wow. That's, That's two plates on a barbell. Okay, he can handle that. Chris is strong. Do you want to proceed to the next room? Possibly? You're here. I guess so, yeah. I think we've determined this is clearly a some type of worship room. Some sort of blue and white deity. And that's the only thing a we need. A bear. Yeah. And he had he had sun, some snow. What else? He's one of those, he's oh, one yeah. of those Charmin uh, bears. W- wind and lightning. Wind and lightning. Definitely you're a Charmin. You writing those? You writing those down, Bart? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm writing them down in my memory. I have a. a it's like a locking under lock and key in here. Mm. DDR three. Definitely not writing this with a Sharpie and a little notepad in real life. <laughs> Just for listeners, I want to point out, Mud has the second most gear at 91 pounds, then Kyborg at 83.75, and the last place is Bart with 60.5. I was curious. I hadn't looked. For weight? Yeah. Why do I have so much gear? Which is, you know, inappropriate, because Bart is the strongest on the team, so he should Oh, <sighs> my great club is pretty heavy. I was like, what is, what is that? I was wondering if that was going to trigger Blaine or not. <laughs> it always does. It always will. Okay, so you all want to go on and leave this room? Yeah, let's see if we can find the compass in the next room. Wee. <laughs> so you all uh, exit out of this cavern through that exit up to the northeast. Uh, it's a passage that bends a bit, goes down, bends for about 20 feet, and opens up into a pretty big rectangular room, about 30 feet by 40 feet in size. This room looks to be pretty clearly man-made, like it's been carved out. Uh, the floor's pretty smooth stone, and there's two long stone tables that run parallel down the middle of the chamber. And there's a group of stalactites arranged in a circle on the ceiling in the center of the chamber. Boss music plays. Roll for initiative. I, th- I, think, we're, I think we're in some sort of uh, like dining, dining area. Mm-hmm. Okay, you want to eat? I'd say, look at the spiky things on the ceiling, Gum Gum. You uh-huh. see them? Yeah. Right. We're going to avoid standing underneath those, okay? Okay. All right. Is there, so there's, it's just the two tables, there's nothing, and then there's nothing else on the floor or on the walls? Make me an investigation check. Stop. We need better intelligence in this group to make these checks. <laughs> That's a 13. It's quite dark. That's not bad. That's not bad. Not bad. It seems to be a pretty Spartan room. There doesn't really seem to be anything else out of the ordinary uh, other than, you know, like I said, the floor is pretty smooth uh, and the walls are, you know, kind of smooth. It's not super rough stone. That's what kind of leads you to believe that this cave is man-made and not a natural formation. What's the light source of this cave? Is it just torches on the walls? It's pretty dark. Uh, you all said you were bringing some torches in? Yeah, I from my bonfire. Dark yeah. vision. So. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's pretty dark in here. Okay. Tables have anything on them? Make me a history check just for fun. <laughs> okay. 
It's a one. No such or three. Three. Not a one. A three. three. There's nothing out of the ordinary. The tables do have some plates and cutlery that are that seem to be really old. Is there another exit out of the room? The exits for this room, there's two passages. There's one on the northwestern corner leading west and one on the northeastern corner leading east. The exit to the west seems to be like it's blocked off by a wall of ice. Is this like magic ice or could we melt it with a torch or perhaps an exploding <laughs> arrow? <laughs> Why do you say it that way? You don't know. Well, I have something that could help with that. I'd like to approach that ice wall, but I'd like to do it I don't know why I'm talking in Mud's voice. I'd like to do it (laughs) by staying along the wall as much as I can. Sure. I want to do the same. Just follow him because I think we're supposed to. All right. So Mud and Gum Gum go around, take a look at the ice, and you just want to, like, see what it is? Yeah. Can I, can, is there anything in, like, can I see through it at all? Can I tell the thickness of it? Is there a light source on the other side? You know, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't seem like there's a light source on the other side, and it does seem to be a fairly thin wall of ice. It's not, like, super thin, like you couldn't easily punch through it, uh, but it, but it's not, like, impossible to get through if you were determined. Okay, Borg. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you one opportunity to try and punch through this wall before I use magic to solve the problem. That's all I'll need, brother. What am I doing, athletics? Strength? So... Kyborg is going to go up there. I assume you're going to hug the western wall and go up there and join Mud and Gum Gum? Yeah. And Bart, are you still standing out by the entrance by yourself where you all walked into that room? Well, I know I'm scared of being alone, so I should probably go with them. Come give the wall a hug. I'll, I'll give the wall a hug. Just for you, Gum Gum. Thank you. It's a good wall. <laughs> I give it a little pat and I go, good wall. <laughs> Okay, so you all decide to all go collectively investigate the wall together. Kyborg is going to try to punch through the wall. <laughs> Roll an athletics check. My favorite part of this is that two of us have abilities that could help him, and we're not using them. 23. Mm-hmm. I don't need him. 23. <laughs> yeah, Kyborg winds up, lets out a mighty punch, and even though it looked like it was too thick for it, he does manage to successfully... <laughs> Punch clear through the uh, oh, the wall of ice yeah. and shatter it in a single punch. And when I do it, I go, oh, yeah! I grab Kyborg. It's a, but it was a good wall. Why'd you punch it? <laughs> As uh, Kyborg punches through the wall, everyone needs to go ahead and roll a dexterity saving throw. Oh, no. Oh, no. Something's probably going to be shaking. Oh, saving throw. Okay. All right. I have advantage on dexterity saving throw, so I'm rolling two. 18. I rolled a 19. 15. 15. Okay. Oh, yeah. Y'all did pretty good. Uh, it's almost like you have, like, spidey sense as you all are staring, admiring Kyborg's fine work. Admiring is a strong word. <laughs> uh, that's pretty impressive. You get, like, a bad feeling, and you turn around just in time and dodge out of the way as an ice mephit dives down from the ceiling and breathes frost breath all over the area where you were just standing a second ago. Jeez. A what? Ice mephit. It's like a little ice devil. Ice yeah. muppet. Yeah, ice oh. muppet. Waka waka. I want to say thank you to everyone who's been engaging with us on social media at Stinky Dragon Pod. Uh, love seeing all the feedback in the comments. You feel free, please send us fan art, homebrewed magic items, you know, nothing crazy, no plus 100 sword or whatever. Uh, maybe send us some tavern brews. Uh, remember, use hashtag Stinky Dragon Pod. We'd really appreciate it. Speaking of, the tavern drink for this episode was inspired by Twitter user at Steven7441428. 
or as most people know them, Stephen Brown. Uh, they tweet us their drink idea, the Magic Hito, which is kind of like mojito. Uh, maybe you have an idea for the next tavern drink in the intro. Send us your beverage using uh, hashtag Stinky Dragon Pod, and it might be in a future episode. And I'm not sure if we've addressed this in the campaign, but when it comes to critical hits or nat 20s, uh, as a DM, I personally like to give the player full damage die plus whatever they roll plus their bonuses. I know some people like to roll double damage die or double the results of their damage die roll. Uh, I'm just always afraid that the player ends up with doubling a one or two ones. Uh, so that's why I give them a full damage die. Uh, that way it always feels like it's special or it's doing more damage. But I don't know if we've ever called that out explicitly. Just wanted to explain it. Uh, what do you, how do you approach it? What are your favorite ways to approach uh, nat 20s uh, with your players in uh, D&D campaigns? Shin Megami Tensei 5 is the newest installment to the acclaimed JRPG series developed by Atlas. You play as a high school student who is suddenly transported from modern-day Tokyo to a post-apocalyptic world. Granted accursed powers to save his life, the protagonist becomes a new being, neither human nor demon, Anahubino. Explore the demon-infested wasteland of an enigmatic realm known as Dot, filled with mythical deities and demonic tyrants in constant conflict for survival. Search for answers and forge your own path in a battle between light and dark. Your choices will dictate the fate of the world. Turn formidable foes into worthy allies by recruiting them, then fuse them to create demons customized to your playstyle. Shin Megami Tensei 5 has been fully rendered in 3D, a first for the mainline Shin Megami Tensei series. So Shin Megami Tensei 5 is out now. Check out the digital deluxe and standard editions in the Nintendo eShop or by clicking the link in the description. Sometimes you just gotta bite the bullet and crack open Google to search for, I don't know, like hemorrhoid medicine or, you know, what is that spot uh, that I've got down there? Whatever. You might be wondering why, you know, don't you just use incognito mode, but let me break the news to you. Incognito mode doesn't actually hide your activity. Your ISP can still see every single website you've ever visited and then sell your information to ad companies. That's why I use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP cannot see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN keeps all your info secure by encrypting it 100%. You won't even notice you have ExpressVPN on. It's fast, runs seamlessly in the background, works with just the tap of a button on all your devices. I uh, can't say enough about how easy it is. I forget it's even there. It's just a single button in my browser. Click it on, click it off. It's great. There's no reason to not have it, not use it. So protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET. Visit our exclusive link at expressvpn.com slash dragon. You can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash dragon. Expressvpn.com slash dragon to learn more. So you do manage to avoid the brunt of its breath, but you still do take a little bit of damage. Everyone takes three points of cold damage. That's all you got. And everyone needs to go ahead and roll initiative. Oh, no. 14. An initiative. 5. 21. 24 for Bart. Big numbers. Yeah. I, I don't like how I'm rolling big right now because it means I will not roll big later when it matters. All right. <laughs> That's how the world works. 74. Jesus. <laughs> he rolls a bunch of dice all at once. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get scared. I, I have to roll initiative for a bunch of uh, monsters all at the same time. How many monsters are we facing? You don't know yet. Well, if it's 80, they were, and they all ran, sorry, eight, that'd be, no, four D20s would be 80. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you doing? I don't even know what map. <laughs> I, is, is Kyborg okay? Is Blaine okay? I bet he rolled five D20s and we have five enemies to face. Possibly. I'd stake Chris's life on it. <laughs> <laughs> After deftly diving out of the way and avoiding the brunt of the frost breath from the ice method, Bart rolls, pops to his feet, and is the first to act. 
you turn around and you see that the stalactites that were in the ceiling of the room were actually disguised ice methods, and there are now five of them flying around in front of you. No. Jeez. Called it. How big are these things? And like, are they close together? Are they all spread out? They're pretty small. They're not super big. They're 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 technically size small in D and D, so they're smaller than you guys. Okay. They're flying in the air. Uh, you know, they're all winged, so they're like flying around, mm-hmm. and they're all fairly close to each other, like five feet apart from each other. Sounds like target practice. <laughs> Could I try to cast Cloud of Daggers over two of them? I know it's like a five foot radius, but if it's like, if they're both on the edge of the five foot radius, maybe. Um, <laughs> sure, why not? We'll say okay. that it's possible just because they're small. Okay, I cast. And I, I rolled 44, got a four, three, one, one. All right, we'll say there's two of them. I assume you would just pick like the two closest to you, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, that includes the one that did swoop down and try to uh, frost breath, you guys. You son of a bee. You conjure a cloud of daggers spinning in the air where the ice methods are and does cut two of them up. Pretty good. Oh, nice. Mud, you're up. I'd like to cast Summon Beast. I call forth a bestial spirit, and I get to choose air, land, or water, and it takes the form of a creature of that nature that is native to where we are. So I'm gonna cast a air beast. So what's 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 um what's native here? Zubat. <laughs> <laughs> like an owl or a bloodhawk, maybe. Okay, that's fine. One of those. It doesn't really matter exactly. Let's do an owl. I think owls are cool. I like owls. And so now I have a friend, and he gets to have an attack after me in the order. What do you want to call your owl? Maurice. Who? Maurice. There it is. <laughs> Crazy old Maurice. We're all, we're all gathered around this kind of broken wall, and we're in the northwest part of the room. Correct. And the Mifits are kind of all scattered around the middle of the room? They drop down from the middle of the room, and they're all just kind of behind you, just east of your position. Copy that. Then I'd like to, as a bonus action, use Hidden Step and use my moving action to, uh, I guess, get to the other east corner of the room just to kind of get away from there where they're like they're probably all their attentions on this area where we all are so you want to go to like the opposite exit of the room like the northeast corner yeah and i'm hidden with hidden step until the start of my next turn or if i attack or 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 ideal damage my uh, my beast doesn't count and then i'm going to have my owl i'm gonna have maurice what which what did which ones took damage from bart the two that are closest to you, include mm-hmm. one of them was the one that breathed that frost breath onto you guys. Okay, so then there's two that took damage. One did frost breath. Let's attack the other one with Maurice. The one that took damage, but not the one that used frost breath. Correct. Okay. She has a maul attack. Maurice is a girl. Okay. And so she's going to maul that guy and your spell attack modifier to hit. Yeah, so roll a d20 and add your spell attack modifier to it. I always forget where that is on my sheet. What mine if is. you click on spells, it's at the top. Your modifier is plus five. Oh, there it is. Thank you. It's fun to learn things. Eh. It's fun to learn things. That's a nat. So uh, Maurice, she rolled a nat 20. Crazy old Maurice. Oh, nice. Maurice gets a critical hit against the uh, remaining ice method. And so that is a d8 plus four. Okay, so you get... Eight automatically since it's a critical, so roll another D8. It's D8 plus four plus the spell's level piercing damage? 
Yeah, so you said it's a second level spell. So two. So four plus four plus two. Uh, which is actually enough damage. Uh, that one method does fall out of the air, unmoving onto the ground. Yeah. Nice little bit of damage there. Maurice did a murder. Yay. Me, baby's first murder. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really sad no one's getting my Beauty and the Beast reference, though. So I'm oh, I'm just... totally getting it. I'm, okay. I'm, I, Barbara, Barbara, I'm here. <laughs> okay, I'm here to get every okay, Disney okay. reference, Okay. okay. And then I'd like uh, Maurice to fly back towards me. Okay. I know owls can disengage. Yep. Fly by. The beast doesn't provoke opportunity attacks when it flies out of an enemy's reach. Boom. There you go. And I guess summon beast as well. Uh, yeah. I just, I know that the beastial spirit uses a different stat block than the actual owl. Yeah. It's kind of a cool little spell. Yeah. All right. Cool. It is now the turn of the method that initially attacked you guys with frost breath. Oh, but it's still in the Cloud of Daggers. It's starting its turn in the Cloud of Daggers. So it takes even more damage from uh, being in the Cloud of Daggers, and it wants to get away from that. It's obviously very hurt. No, stay a while. Hang out. (laughs) Get over here. All of a sudden, you see it moving its little hands, and all around you, a really thick cloud of fog appears, obscuring the vision for everyone except for Mud, who's on the other side of the room. So all around where you guys are, the area is heavily obscured, so you can no longer see what the methods are up to. Well, that's annoying. Yeah. Then mud, from your perspective, you see the method take damage. You see it conjure up a cloud of fog, and then that particular method begins seemingly to try to escape. It's making its way over in your direction. Hmm. From my perspective, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> okay, so one of the other methods turns. It's also going to try to back its friend up and move to the east in Mud's direction. So that so they're all just kind of like um, retreating? Two of them are from your perspective. The other okay. two have not moved yet. Well, you don't know if it's retreating necessarily, but they're moving in your direction towards the exit where you're standing by. Why are they coming at me? Hey, you're the one by the exit. But they, they I'm invisible. You're, you're invisible, right. They're, so maybe they're just heading towards that exit. Kyborg, you're up. Do Mifids see through invisibility? Last I saw, were they all grouped together still or were they spreading apart? Last you saw, there was the one in the Cloud of Daggers, and then the other three were kind of grouped together behind the initial two. Okay. And then am I able to move out of that uh, fart cloud that he just cast on us? (laughs) Yeah, you have to either move. To stay in this room, you'd have to move either south or east, or you could head west through the broken ice uh, and exit this room. I don't want to do that. I don't want to leave my friends. Uh, does that open me up to an attack of opportunity? No, none of them were threatening. None of them were within like a five foot range of you. So he no. called us friends. <laughs> God, I regret everything. I want to move out of the, the fart cloud. In which direction? South or east? I guess wherever Gum Gum is because he was out of it and it would be nice to be near a friend. No, Mud was out of Mud. it. Mud. Mud's Mud. invisible. You don't know where he is because he's invisible. Oh, oh. Got it. Can I go to his last known area or something? I just want to get out of the park. His last known area was next yeah, it was to you. Right by you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. I hate this. I'm uh, sneaky. <laughs> you don't know where I am. I guess to the point where they are the furthest from. I want to move to that So you, area. you would probably go south just to be safe. All right. That would be my recommendation. All right. You head south a bit. You say it's about, you have to go about 20 feet south, and then eventually you are out of the area of the the spell, which puts you in about the middle of the room, close to one of the tables. Are there still stalactites up in the air, or were they all the methods? Good question. No, there are no more stalactites on the roof of the ceiling. On the roof of the ceiling. On the ceiling of the cave. I'm all messed up. <laughs> in that case, I, w- I want to take aim at one of the ice methods that's in that group of three. Okay. And I see him with your longbow. 
Longbow of Triumph. Yeah. Triumph. Oh, and I'm sorry. There's actually two. I forgot one of them died. So one's dead. Two of them are heading out to the east, and then two of them are still by the fog. So you take aim at one of those. Okay, 21. That hits. Go ahead and roll some damage. Excellent. Damn, you got a plus nine on that. It's, it's great. I love my longbow. I'm really contemplating if I want to do exploding arrow in a cave. Um, <laughs> do it. So, but it, we're in a cave. Do it. Okay, let's take context. Gum Gum is saying do it. What should we do? Well, I rolled damage, which is a seven. Okay. That does a good amount of damage, but the method is still flying. Exploding arrow, bursting arrow, here we go. <laughs> that is a 2d6. Wow. And so that hits him and any uh, creature that's in within 10 feet. Okay, so he takes damage, and we'll say the other method that was near him also takes some damage as well. As a roll to six. All right. So that's a total of 13 against that one ice muppet. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty hurt. He's still what? alive. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of bored. You want to do anything else, or is that uh, that it? I got nothing else. Uh, okay. No action surge. Quick question. Bart? Are these creatures that could potentially be affected by, like, needing to make a wisdom saving throw for something? From what you know, they're elementals. You know that they do have a certain amount of intelligence to them. Like, could they be charmed, I guess, is the question. Yes, you think they could be charmed. Okay. All right, sorry. Continue. Yeah, that's fine. So it's one of the ice methods turns, the one that Kyborg hit with the arrow. It's also pretty hurt at this point going to close the distance a little bit, fly over in the direction of Kyborg, and Kyborg, go ahead and roll me a dexterity saving throw. What? Ooh, that's a 22, bud. That's Ooh. pretty good. He tries to uh, breathe that same frosty breath on you, but you manage to dive out of the way and avoid the bulk of the damage, but you still do take four points of damage from a little bit of the peripheral Oh, hit. boy. Good thing I didn't get hit with a full blast. Ouchie, ouchie. The other Mephit flies over and joins his friend, so they're both flying above you now, Kyborg. He also drops another fog cloud here. So you're all you're back, obscured, unable to see. Dang. And you can't see what he does at that point. Gum Gum, you're up. Gum Gum wants to run out of the cloud. Which direction do you want to run out? Remember, from where you are, you can run east, south, or west through the broken ice wall. The direction that they attacked us from. They came from the east from where you were. Okay, then I want to run east. Okay. You have to make your way about 20 feet east, mm -hmm. uh, and then the fog begins to dissipate, and uh, you can see around the room again. From where you are, again, you're kind of in the middle of the room, but you're up against the northern wall. There's two mephits a little south of you, and then two mephits just to your east as well. Okay. And which of the two look the most hurt? of the pair? One of them that's to the east looks like he hasn't been touched at all. The other three all seem like they're in varying uh, states of being injured. Can I go to the two that are grouped together that are already injured? Yeah, those are the two down to the south. Okay, I'm going to run to them, and I'm going to recklessly attack them. If I did, like, two hand axes, could I swing at both of them? Well, unless you have an ability that grants you multiple attacks, you only get one oh, attack okay. roll. Well, then I will swing my great axe at one of them. Okay, I'll say you take aim at the one that's the most damaged. Yeah. All right, go ahead and make your attack. Ha! So 22. 22. So it hits, and you do eight points of damage with your great axe, which actually fells that ice method, 
you actually hit it so hard with your axe that it explodes into like a burst of jagged Holy ice. Holy moly. And uh, oh. you actually need to make a dexterity saving throw because there's ice shards flying everywhere. Okay. I'm, I'm so strong. Strongest one on the team, probably. I, I, let's, let's, <laughs> let's not get hasty. And I have advantage on that, so that's a 14. Well, you, you dodge most of it. A little bit of it still hits you. You take uh, one point of damage. Ouchie. That other method that's flying actually also needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Let's see if it makes it. Yeah, it also takes one point of damage. But it is still alive. Bark. Okay. I'm going to try something here. I don't know if I'll be able to do it or not. How many are left now? You cannot see uh, from okay. inside the cloud. Metagaming perspective, there's three left. Okay. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try enthralling performance, which one per short rest. You could choose three creatures that watched and listened to you perform for one minute. Each target must make a wisdom saving throw and is charmed if it fails for one hour. I will say, if you need to perform for one minute, each round is six seconds. That means you need to perform for 10 rounds then. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I probably can't use that then. Like, you could start it, but like it would take you a while to do it. <laughs> You'd just be playing music. <laughs> yeah, warming up and tuning my guitar and stuff like that. <laughs> Put the loot away. What are you Hold doing? Hold on, guys. This is a performance of a lifetime. Anyways, this is Wonderwall. <laughs> this is the kind of ability that's good for, like, not necessarily in combat, but, like, if you're in a town and you want to, like, try to, like, persuade people like the townspeople to help you or something. It's that kind of okay. thing. Like, yeah, let's, it's more of a non-combat uh, ability. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I'm going to do, I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers then. Okay. First of all, you need to, you're still in a fog cloud, so you oh. are going to need to exit in one direction. Same as everyone else, you can either go east, south, or west through the ice wall. And I don't know where they are, right? Correct. Yeah, you're, you're not sure where they are uh, just because you're so obscured. Let's go south. Okay. So you head south just a little bit. You got to go about 20 feet. When you emerge from the fog cloud, you're standing next to Kyborg. You can see just a little bit to your east, kind of in the middle of the room, is Gum Gum with one ice method. Then uh, the northeast exit, there's two uh, methods. Okay. Could I cast the dissonant whispers on the one near Gum Gum? Yes. They need to make a wisdom saving throw, which is a wisdom saving throw of 13. 10. It fails the save. Most excellent. Okay. So I do 3d6. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Got an 11. You cast dissonant whispers and you fill its head with all kinds of whispers so intense that uh, you make the Mephit's head blow up and he also uh, explodes into uh, shards of ice. Oh no, wait, Gum Gum's near it. <laughs> gum Gum, make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Gum Gum, like, I'm imagining that laugh is in character and it's like firecracker, <laughs> so he's like, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gum Gum, you manage to avoid the bulk of it. You take a little bit of damage still uh, just from the sheer amount of ice that's blowing by you. You take two points of damage. Okay. What was going on in his head? <laughs> <laughs> Mud, you are up. You're by that northeast exit, and uh, there are two methods kind of close to you, one of which seems to be severely hurt. Can you give me a definition of kind of close a little bit more? Yeah, I say actually they're probably within five feet of you. Okay. So, like, if I if I was looking at the map, are they directly next to me, or are they like, is there like a gap between us? They would be directly next to you. Okay. I am no longer invisible because it says at the start of your next turn. Oh, okay. So you you pop back into existence. You kind of scare the Mephits a little. And I make that sound. That's more like it. How far <laughs> are they from... How high, how high up are they? Because they're flying. 
yeah, they're uh, up in the air. Let's say they're uh, they're close to the ceiling. Uh, the ceilings are about twenty feet high, so they're they're pretty okay. high up there. So they're on a horizontal axis close to me, but in reality, they're actually there's a gap between us. Correct. Okay, that's kind of what I wanted to know. Mostly because I wanted to move away from them a little bit because I keep seeing them explode around Gum Gum's head. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, uh, I'm like, I'm gonna unsubscribe from that option. I've gotten rid of a lot of my like range spells. I'm gonna go 30 feet of my movement down south away from them. Okay, that puts you pretty close to an exit to the southeast in this room. Okay, the one that we came in. Uh, no, you all came from the southwest. There's another uh, one on the southeast. How many exits are there? There's a total of four. You came in one. There's one to the northwest where the ice wall was, one to the northeast where you were a second oh. ago, and then there's this other one to the southeast. Did not remember the southeast one. I don't remember if I said the southeast one earlier. That might I'm going to be, be really upset if this whole fight happened because I punched the door open into like a broom closet or something. <laughs> Actually, how far is mud from Kyborg? About 25 feet. Okay. I was reading up on guidance. It actually doesn't help very much in combat. It's for ability checks and like a attack roll is not an ability check, right? I do a backflip. Correct. Okay. Um, then yeah, I'm just going to move south and I'm going to cast healing word on myself. All right. Because I've got boo-boos. I'm going to do that. It gives me eight healing. Nice. I say nice things about myself and it makes me feel good and it gives me eight health. And then I'm going to have my owl attack. Maurice. She has a name. I uh, thank you. She's gonna go after the damaged one. Okay. <laughs> She's gonna roll her attack. Oh, that's only a seven. Oh no, that is not adequate. Wait, how long does she last? I need to know how much I need to get attached to this creature. <laughs> Summon beast. A feather business a nice concentration up to one hour. Yes. Could I cast healing word while I'm concentrating on this? You only drop a concentration spell if you cast another spell that requires concentration. Oh, it is. It's one bonus action is the casting time. It's a bonus action. Ooh, axe. So it's actually not in a, like my, my action? No, yeah, you still have an action then. I didn't know that. Hence, bonus. Oh, it says 1BA on time. Ooh. I never looked at that column. That's fancy as hell. You want to go back and do something else? I can do more stuff. What do I do? Attack, throw. I don't have really anything to throw. I have a great club. Turn into some stupid animal and <laughs> do something. <laughs> okay. Now that I know like what my actions can be, then I let's say I went to Kyborg. I gave him a nice little slap on the butt, cast <laughs> Guidance, which is a cantrip. I did Healing Word, and then Maurice did the attack, and that's my whole uh, turn. Okay, so you're over by Kyborg and Bart now. Yeah, and I do a curtsy. Okay, so now it is the Mephit's turn. So they're going to dart down that passageway out of the northeast exit, and they disappear down that passage. Okay. Scared him off, Mud. Good job. I did, I did it good. All right, that's it. You are out of combat. What's the state of everybody's health? Gum Gum, did you take a lot of damage? Yeah, I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> Gum Gum, beefy and so strong. Uh, Gum Gum's voice is back. I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he sounds a little more liberal now. Billions and billions. <laughs> well, we should we should we should definitely look what was inside that ice wall, right? I mean, we gotta we gotta, gotta do some perception here. 
punch the heck out of that wall. Yeah, I don't want to step on Kyborg's uh, parade, so uh, if you want to check in there, by all means. Oh, you want me to go in first in case there's like an attack? Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go first. No, it's because you are the strongest and the bravest of <laughs> us. <laughs> no, go first. You made the hole, therefore you get to see what's in the hole. Okay. I go into the hole. What's the marching order down this passageway since Kyborg's first? Is it a passageway? Well, I, I, they're all passageways, right? Between okay. the different rooms? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll go after Kyborg. Kyborg, then Bart, then who? Then I'll go. Yeah. Gum gum. Mud's normally in the rear. Okay. So this passage zigzags into another chamber. It's donut shaped. It's uh, about 30 feet in diameter with a natural column of stone in the center. Oh. Scattered about the room on the walls and ground is evidence of leftover trinkets and art pieces that have been damaged. And there's a passage leading out of this room to the northeast. Can I look and see if any of the trinkets and art things I think are cool? <laughs> yeah, why don't you make me an what? investigation check? Okay. What's a cool check? Cool. <laughs> That's going to be a five. You do find a few things on the ground. A painting, a small canvas bag that looks like it's got something in it, a pretty cool shard of ice, cool. and uh, a little vial with a label that has an Arctic fox winking on it. Oh, can I take the Arctic fox winking thing and look in the bag? Yeah, you take the vial, pick up the bag, uh, and inside of it are 10 silver pieces. I found some money (laughs) and a winky fox. (laughs) Okay, now you're sounding like Caboose. (laughs) (laughs) Is the vial filled with liquid? Yeah, there's a liquid inside of it. What color is it? A neutral amberish color. Can I hold it up and see if anyone recognizes it? Or like, oh. would that, what would that be, like a, a survival check or something? Medicine? Or? Yeah, I guess just make a, yeah, medicine. All right. Nat 20, 25. Ooh, 20. Oh, we got a 20 over here, too. I got a two. <laughs> Bart, are you curious, too? You want to make a medicine check? I guess. Come on, be in the Nat 20 club. Be in the Nat 20 club. To. No, I am. 20. Be the big boy 20 club. <laughs> Nine. Nine. I had a plus four modifier. Nice. <laughs> Kyborg and mud, it doesn't look like any medicine you're familiar with. You think it may be some benign liquid. It, it, it doesn't seem like it would have any kind of curative properties to it that you're familiar well, with. Guess I got to drink it. <laughs> uh, can, can I also hand the silver out to split amongst everyone? Aww. Yeah, uh, there's four of you and ten silver pieces, so divide it how you want. I'll take two. Yeah, do two, 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 and you keep the four. Yeah. Finder's fee. Good job, Gum Gum. Uh, Gum Gum does not feel comfortable with that. He wants, okay. he gives. Right. Gum I'll Gum. take two. He'll take two. How, who, who do you want to give the silver to? I want two. You get two. And then he gets two. And then he gets two. And then he gets two. <laughs> and then we turn around. There's a monster standing there. <laughs> you can give the other two to Sleek, who's, uh, who has a bit, who's been very quiet so far. Okay. No, I'll take the extra two. I'll take the extra two. Mud says, I'll take the extra two to give to Sleek later. Okay. Good call, there we good go. call. He doesn't deserve <laughs> I forgot he was there. I was just doing gum gum I did mat. too until I was like, who can they, who's the other one? I was like, oh yeah, Sleek's there. Beautiful baby Sleek. Is the uh, ruined art, can I go look at it? Is it similar to the cave paintings? Like what, what, what can I gather? What kind of information? So it's a gold leaf framed painting that's laying face down on the ground. When you, you like flip it over, take a look at it, it depicts a white and blue polar bear bowing down uh, offering a blue gem before a crowned goddess with her arms wrapped around the realms. So... Kyborg, this this looks really familiar to you, and to Gum Gum for that matter as well. 
There's a tear in the painting across the face of the goddess. Wow. Someone hates gods. <gasps> Make me a religion check, Kyborg. I'm thinking Aww. of that guy from our first campaign who hated the gods. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a 10. Feral Saul. Oh, I bet it's from that, that time we went to that church. Oh. oh. Gum Gum, make me a religion check just for fun. Oh, I, I got a nat 20, but Which, it's a, a 17. 17. <laughs> you have an atheist three religion. <laughs> He's very atheist. <laughs> Gum Gum remembers this. It makes you think of the murals you saw at the Temple of Daya. Oh, right, where we sang the songs. Holy it was really yeah. comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Daya. And it, it's holding a, a blue thing up at her? Yeah, it's holding up a blue gem. Like the blue thing on the ground that I saw? Ice? This It looks like a gem that the bear is offering. The thing on the ground looks more like a shard of like real sparkly ice, not ah, a gem. Oh. Crystal is it the same bear as that we saw before? It looks very similar, yeah. Like the white and blue coloring is pretty mm. unique. So people okay. were praising the bear, and then the bear is, I guess, answering to Daya. And we also heard a big old roar earlier, which I'm assuming is the boss battle, which is the bear. Do you guys remember anything about your time at church learning about Daya? I just remember that the nun was had tattoos, and I kind of thought she was odd. <laughs> not, I had a lot of confessions. <laughs> you did, you did. Uh, <laughs> can I pick up the gold, I mean, the ice thingy? Yeah, it's just like a shard of ice. It's about three inches long. It's cold. Yeah, make a, an arcana check, Gum Gum. Seven. Your inner wizard feels like there's some kind of magic pulsing through this shard of ice. Ooh, can I do my... I want to pull out my Boomba wand and try and see if I can sense the actual magic, the source of this magic, which I can actually have... I have a thing called uh, magic awareness. Mm -hmm. You open up your mind to feel the magic around you, and you sense uh, a strong magic coming from this piece of ice, some kind of evocation magic. Evocation. You think if you focus and use this, you can unleash some kind of powerful cold uh, against your enemies. Ooh. Ooh. Then they'll need tissues and they'll be sneezing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I will become a great ice wizard. Can I make a hat? <laughs> what? Pardon? Can I make can I make a hat? Like out can of a rat? I, like yeah, thing? can I can I attach the ice crystal to my like wizard hat? Oh. Don't you, don't you have a uh, hat? Yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Cool. It's frostbite on his forehead. So, better way of phrasing that is that can I put it on the hat that I have? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so he's he's got a he's got an ice crystal on his hat now. Okay, so they're in the room looking around on the floor. There's the big old stone column in the center. Yeah. Mud is very suspicious of these rooms now and looks up at the ceiling. <laughs> Make an investigation check. At some point, Mud is going to get a good investigation check. It's not today. I got a one. <laughs> no, there's a there's Whee! a ceiling up there. <laughs> could I send my could I send Maurice up there to look around? Sure. Yeah. Can you communicate with Maurice? Yes, that's my whole thing. Is that I can tell Maurice what to do. I mean, like, can Maurice answer you? Is more what I'm getting at. Like, can Maurice tell you mm. what they see? What I don't sees? know. I don't know. So it understands you, but it cannot communicate back to you. Is there a way that as a druid, I'm going to eventually be able to understand back from the animals that I turn into slash talk into? Yeah, that seems like that would be useful at some point. <sighs> Jiminy. Well, okay. I tell Maurice to go for a little recon fly around the circle. Sure. Maurice goes up, flies near the ceiling. Uh, UAV online. <laughs> changing uh, his height from the ground. Uh, 
or her height from the ground. Thank you. Uh, she circles around the column and then flies back and lands with you. Okay. Relatively, the ceiling <laughs> is safe. Oh, because uh, she was able to go around and come back? She didn't trigger anything. <laughs> wow. Touché. You used the thing to tr- trip bombs and traps? <laughs> Messed up, even for you, mud. She's a spirit. I can summon her again if I want to. Oh, I'm assuming she... I thought I thought she was like a... Mm-mm. An owl no. that just, you just made fly into this cage. Cave. No, I... She's she's my friend for up to an hour, or when I forget to keep conjuring her. Hmm, fair weather friend, then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and there's a there's a door in the northeast. Yes, there's an exit leading to the northeast. Should we just go through the door? <laughs> I have I have a thought. It feels like this room has a different layout than the other rooms we've been into, and there's something very interesting about the fact that there's a giant column in the it's middle. It's also yeah circular, so that's not typical. I'm I'm gonna suggest. What if we all just take a little look around the column and see if we see anything odd about the column. Like a, a, a crack, a button, a drawing, anything like that. We haven't even looked at the other side of the column. Should we just do a lap? Yes. I'll race you. If everyone wants to do that, they can make an investigation check, but not Mud, because Mud already made his. I made mine looking at the ceiling. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You can make another one. Three. Oof. Eight. Oh, finally. Seventeen. <laughs> Y'all are really... <laughs> I was really close to rolling a 17, and then it just uh, did a little thing where it just went, clink, tipped over. Well, on, on, on a meta happens. level, the only person in our party who doesn't have a negative is Bart. <laughs> on investigation? Yeah. What am I doing with you guys? <laughs> That's what happens. You all, uh, you got, you, everyone has to have different strengths. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I, I, I believe Kyborg, Bart, and Mud all have negative intelligence. I got negative nothing, my friend. Oh. Well, you're much more balanced than the rest of us. Mud, you think that this room was probably like a gallery or a vault of some kind for like religious items in the past. Oh. Oh. So like by determining that, was I thinking that like the column was where things were hung? It's probably either just like structural to support the room or decorative. Like you don't think that there's anything particularly special about the column necessarily. This is the only thing we learn on our, our walk around the room? Yes. Okay. How confused is Gum Gum that we go back to the beginning, <laughs> but we didn't, you know? Like, does this, this scare Gum Gum? You, okay. you, you, have to, you have to address him as Gum Gum the Ice Wizard now. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, <laughs> is Gum Gum the Ice Wizard scared that we returned to the beginning by walking in a circle? Uh, No. Oh. He, he has the power of ice. Yes. <laughs> he does not know the meaning of fear anymore. Anymore. All right. This feels like we've uh, we've had a good little uh, walk. We've gotten our steps in in this room. Let's try out that door to the northeast. Let's do it. We. Is it open? Uh, it's just a passageway. There's no door necessarily. Okay. It's just like a, a passage to cut through. I will go first. Oh, okay. Wow. The ice wizard. <laughs> The passage slopes up for about 50 feet to a small square antechamber with an arched ceiling. The far end of the chamber are frosty double doors and a pair of candelabras. Beyond the doors, you hear muffled voices and some kind of racket. Sounds like someone or something is howling in pain. Oh no. However, in the center of the chamber is a small pool of icy water, splitting you off from the door and whatever lay beyond it. Uh, it appears a wooden suspension bridge has broken in half and collapsed into the pool with debris floating in the water. Gotta ask, how far is this pool? <laughs> <laughs> I 
from gonna, where you're standing? Are or you like, going to do another do jump check? Like how far of a length is the pool? Is what's you know like if we were to jump it? It's about 15 feet across. I can make 15 that. feet wide. Yeah. I can make that. Do you want to? Hey, do you want to give anything to me to hold on to you so that I can maybe lay it at your grave after you fall into this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't the ice wizard have a jump thing that makes him jump real far? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so is it like is the is there a drop to the water or is it just not really it's uh no. it's, it's it, i mean i will say there's a little drop because otherwise you know the water would be pulling out everywhere but it's mm-hmm. it's pretty even with the ground that you're okay. at can i look at the water and see if uh i can determine anything mischievous about this water mm. make an investigation check you know what? I haven't done this this entire time, and I could have been. I'm giving myself guidance for this investigation check. There you go. So you just spanked yourself. So slapping my, my, my bootay. Bootay. Rolling investigation, getting a, a 16 plus my D4, 18. The water seems like it's especially cold. Obviously, you know, you're in an icy area, but there doesn't seem to be anything out of the ordinary about it. Okay. It seems to be just cold water. So uh, if if one of the strapping lads would like to take a running leap, maybe the one that has magical jumping powers. Okay. I can do this. Uh, I also uh, slap his his booty. Okay, I'll run and... Could I, could I do something? <laughs> yes, yeah, please. Yeah, what do you want to do? Could I, could I cast Suggestion on Gum Gum? <laughs> to, like... Really put it in his head that he could do this. Like, you are the most athletic, talented, skilled <sighs> individual of all time, and you will jump across that water and you will succeed. Yeah, make us wisdom saving throw, gum gum. <laughs> You're gonna fail that one. 15? Oh my. 15. Huh. Yeah, the spell doesn't necessarily work on you, <laughs> but Bart saying all of these really encouraging things does really make you feel good. Like, yeah. Just because you have you have a history with Bart, so you're like, yeah, absolutely. All right, then I'm going to run and jump. I guess I'll leave a rope or something. Oh, yeah, that'd be smart. Take two ropes. That's what I'll do. I'll take my rope and then your rope, and I'll grab the end and run and jump with both of them. So I leave the two behind me. Yeah. And I assume you're using your ring as well? Yeah. And that ring of jumping allows you to triple your jump distance. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Gum Gum activates the ring and easily jumps across the frigid water that splits the room in two. He makes the noises while he jumps. <laughs> <laughs> so you land on the other side and you've got two ropes. Uh, is there anything I can, like, tie him to? Like I mentioned, there's those candelabras yeah. by the door, but it doesn't look like they're secured to the ground. Like, they're just standing there. Oh, I mean, there is that broken suspension bridge. Oh. So we'll say, like, yeah, that maybe it has, like, tie-downs where the bridge was attached on your side of the water. Mm-hmm. So you can maybe, like, attach the ropes to that. But, like I said, it is a broken bridge, so it's not necessarily the most secure thing in the world. Can I do, like, one at the bottom and one at the top so they could? it's like a little rope bridge? Oh, like one of those like uh, team building yeah. day exercise things. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not really like super high. It's not that high. I mean, I'll admit that's pretty clever, but the staff's probably only like two or three feet tall. Boo. How are we going to get across this? I mean, I could try and use my ice powers and freeze the water. Oh, damn. <laughs> Can I try to jump across? You want to jump? You want to see about this ice? Um, I have uh, the boon of speed, so I'm thinking that might help me 
get across. Well, you'd only get to use it once. Does that burn it? Does that burn the yeah. once use? Oh, does it? Yeah, I believe the boons are a one-time use. Oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry. C- continue with your ice. How feasible <laughs> is it that I could wall run across? Oh, God. Um, probably not very. I like the, I like a challenge. Don't you have, like, freeze water or sh- something, John? Uh, no. Sh- water, shape water, or whatever. I don't, because I, um, I swapped it out for uh, uh, some control over flames. Well, take yeah. a long rest and fix your error. <laughs> Hold on, guys. I need to go to sleep so I learn how to control water again. I mean, I have a bow and arrow. We could attach a rope. I could shoot it at the roof, and we could swing across, and then Gum Gum could be on the other side to kind of catch us. I also have a mage hand that could, like, take the rope across if we need to, if one of us gets Well, across. we have a lot of rope already across. Yeah. I could uh, throw my hunting trap over, and then you could set it up. Um, what? Huh? Like a grappling hook? I'm confused. Okay. You know what? Gum Gum's an ice wizard. <laughs> Do it. Go, ice wizard. I will call upon my ancient ice powers and freeze the river. Mud hugs the wall <laughs> to the side so that whatever happens doesn't hit him. Also ancient, he learned this like five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so I guess Gum Gum chants and closes his eyes and concentrates on the water in front of him. The crystal he attached to his hat begins glowing and emits a cone of energy in front of it, freezing the ice, a path oh, across the water. You're kidding me. Wow. Wow. <laughs> gum, you gum. did it. <laughs> I cross the ice and hold on to the rope while I do so. I should also mention, as the water turns into ice and solidifies, the shard glowing in Gum Gum's hat dissipates. What? Oh, no. Oh, no. That's a one shot. Now I'm just wet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kyborg, you said you're going to walk across? Yes, with the support of the ropes. Yeah, you're able to gingerly make your way across the ice. Gum Gum grunts and falls to his knees. Uh, my ice powers, uh, they're leaving me. <laughs> it's so sad. It's so sad. That's really, yeah. I thought this is Gum Gum's new identity and everything. It, it could still be his identity. Now it's like, remember what he did? He is the ice wizard. He controlled the water and turned it to ice. That yeah, one that time. one time. <laughs> it's more than zero. Bart, you want to have some fun? Always. All right. Uh, Bart starts to undo his zipper. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Mud picks up Bart and then takes a run and slides across the ice with Bart on his lap. Yeah. <laughs> Roll a d20 for fun. Yeah. Uh, How much fun are we having on a scale from one to I'm rolling What's right fine? now. That's a nine. I rolled a 13. Oh, uh, Bart's having more fun. I'm having oh, okay. more fun than That's you. good. Probably because you got picked up. Yeah. Man, Mud must be the strongest one on the team. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm pretty strong. I, I, I don't know about that. I mean, I'm pretty I, strong. I punched, I punched an ice wall, you know. Mm. Yeah, but Mud just lifted Bart with, like, ease. And Bart, as we know, is very dense. Mm-hmm. I pulled out my arms and do, like, the grasping motion to, to indicate you can I can pick you up. But I only with your consent. <laughs> Bart hops into Kyborg's arms. Is that just essentially, like, someone going, like, up? Up? Up, up. up. <laughs> but the, Bart does the thing where he... He goes completely limp. Oh, to try yeah. To, like, make himself as heavy as possible. <laughs> Guys, I want to roll a strength check to see if yeah. I can lift. Okay. I yeah, think rolling. that's with disadvantage if, if uh, Bart's uh, no. <laughs> going limp and trying to make this hard on him. Let's see the strength check. <laughs> 10. <laughs> you, uh, you, the veins in your neck are bulging, but you, 
you managed to overcome Bart's dead weight and uh, lift him successfully. Easy peasy. <laughs> Roll for pulling a hernia. <laughs> You've got a bump right below your belly button now. Yeah. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that's... <ugh>. <laughs> Mud now remembers there's like someone in distress sounding on the other side of this door. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's a frosty double door and flanking it on either side are a pair of candelabras. Should we just shoot the candelabras like right from the get-go? I don't know. <laughs> They're going to come alive. You know that they are. I say we lasso them and then we whip them into the water. Yeah, I mean, you can. I'd say this looks more like a fancy entrance is what this looks like. Can we go up to it and listen, see if we hear anything? The door? Yeah. Okay. Gum Gum approaches the door, presumably to listen. Make a constitution saving throw, Gum Gum. Oh, God. Mm. 18. So uh, Gum Gum approaches the door to try to get a listen. And very briefly, you hear a howl in pain that seems to just suddenly stop and get cut off. And as that happens, you fall down prone on the ground, weakened. Oh. That ice shard really just got took a lot out of Gum Gum. Can I back away from it? Yeah. And then you slide yourself away from the door. So the is it the noise that affects me? No, no, you don't think so. There's, you think there's some kind of magic. Okay. Hey, Gum Gum, what happened? I don't know. There's some great magic power. I will see if I can figure it out with thinking. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll, use my, uh, I'll use my magic awareness again to see if I can understand what's going on. Uh, once again, Gum Gum opens up his mind's eye to feel magic. And you feel different magics coming from around the door. You, like maybe divination and maybe some necromancy. There's magic that way. Is the door made of ice or covered in ice? I described it as frosty, so I'd say it's like covered in ice and frost. Mud uses control flames and tries to use the flame from his torch to shoot towards the door and melt the ice. Mm. What flames are you controlling? Like your, your torch, you said? I actually could control either my torch or I could even control those candelabras. Uh, the candelabras, actually, they're just the candelabras. They don't actually have any candles in them. They're not lit. Oh, well then my torch. Flame on. Yeah, the flame shoots out. You're able to control it. It's pretty cool, honestly. And very quickly melts the frost and ice on the door. They begin sizzling, and the doors creak open. We finally made it through a door. A door! Yeah. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. Everyone levels up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's kidding. So what do we see? The once frosty doors groan as they open, and a bitter wind whispers past you, sending shivers down your spine. You step inside a large octagonal chamber with mist covering the floor. All around the room are alcoves carved into the cave walls housing snow-covered shrines. In the center of the room is a thick column of ice with a humanoid frozen inside and unconscious, someone you don't seem to recognize. The biting wind picks up again, but this time the whispers sound like unfamiliar words. The doors behind you shut with a slam and the misty floor begins to ripple. Several shadowy figures slink beneath the fog, heading straight towards you. Oh no! Just before we found out. <laughs> gotta have, gotta leave people wanting more. Gotta have a little cliffhanger. That's scary. That's scary. Are we? Oh, is this where we meet Sebastian Stan? <laughs> oh, I was thinking it'd be uh, Mr. Freeze's wife. Oh, Nora. Yeah. Nora! 
Man, I, I wish you all heard me this morning practicing saying those, uh, <laughs> those words oh. before you all got here. Well, <laughs> you nailed it. the mirror. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking of Star Wars every, every time. It sounded a little like Cookie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. We'll be back again next week with another episode, and you'll find out what the party encounters in this room.